And welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's The Curran View with the Isle of Hillsborough and Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening to the free first half on either Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via either Apple or become a Patreon. All the W's.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Curran View on Facebook, The Current View, or join the group, which is over 3,000 members strong to date. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Steady away. Are you still awake after watching England's first half? No, because I don't get that um, depression a lot of fans do when, when the team wins or uh, loses or wins. Mm. I've seen it with fans. I've seen it with players. So I expected it. So... You know, when I talk about when I talk about England, I don't talk about wanting to criticise my country. I don't want to talk about criticising our culture because I want us to be the best. Absolutely. Not really about it. I just want us to be the best. Mm. And I've just wrote a post. Foden is our best central midfield player without yeah. any question of a doubt. Him and Grealish, yeah, I agree. Right. Well, what I'm saying, Foden is our best. Mm. That would be my team. I, I'll, I'll go through bits of it. I won't go through it all because, you know, we've things to talk about. Yeah. Now, what in the next two seasons, that's when he's going to play at Manchester City. So, yeah. you know, the the really critics of or, or don't understand the game as such, they'll come back at, well, why did you play there for Manchester City? Because they've got top, top quality midfield players what play for their countries, mm. right? And don't have really, and have more experience what Jack's got. Jack yeah. will play there, right? Central midfield for Manchester City within the next two seasons. Mm. He will play there like David Silver did for Manchester City. Make mm. no mistake, right? We've got Harry Kane. He's played there because he's a natural club goal scorer, right? And you're going to say, well, he scored all these goals for England. Do me a favour, all of you. Mm. Who's he played against? Because does he play against? Does he score against the top teams when we play them? If nope. we play them, nope. Right. And so don't be the critic. What I'm trying to say is, yeah, this. yeah, absolutely. Whether you have people like Rashford or not, for me. Rashford's got the ability. He's had one or two problems this last two seasons. You know, we don't know how it affects certain people, but obviously this COVID has not been a good thing for anyone. Mm. And I, you know me, I don't look for excuses. Right? Yep. Uh, and, and he played. If you played him through the middle with his pace, or any one of the other guys, which the kid was doing well up, up at Newcastle, right? A lot of Callum Wilson, yeah. We would we would cause the opposition more problems, but we have to have a player in midfield what can pass that ball with accuracy, uh, what can uh, open or play through the lines to split the mm-hmm. defence up with accurate passing. We don't have that in Bellingham, we don't have that in Anderson, and no. we don't have that in Rice. If you lot think you're going to tell me that Declan Rice, right? Is a two hundred pound midfield player. Well, the idiots will, the idiot managers will pay that two hundred million quid. Of course, they will. Right now, Jeb, listen, Jeb Adam Lampard were good players. Make no mistake about this. They're good players. Do you think they would have got in that Spanish team of Iniesta and Xavi? No. What's the difference? Because Iniesta and Technically Xavi technically ability, it, it, exactly. what can keep the ball, oh, can make little angles mm. off the ball can play with accuracy 
through the through the lines yeah. what helps to create space not only for the people going forward with the ball but for the people to get up and support so there's not big gaps between the defence and uh, the forward the only midfield player recently in recent times English that could have played in that midfield of Spain's Paul Scholes Scholes, yeah, well, Scholes could have but, but oh, yes, the, the, yes. the others yeah, couldn't because they're not the same abilities hang on where did they play Scholes well, they play, they, where did Capello play where did he plays him out on the left wing. Him out left, out left. Exactly because the out left. yeah the English and and as you say Sven Goran Eriksson wasn't English, but you know that's where Eriksson played him and Skulls had enough and said I'm retiring from international football. But it's the English he won't disease. Come back for Capello, would he? No. No, it was. Um, I'm not too sure. I mean, when Capello took us to South Africa, didn't he? I'm, I'm not too sure if Scalzi was still. Well, he would have still been around in them days, of course. I think he, would. He, asked, he, asked, he asked for him to go back. Yeah, I'm sure he did, but he, but he wouldn't. But, um, but th- th- this is the problem. I'm going to give Jack the best advice he'll ever have. Better advice of Guardiola, and there'll be millions of people will laugh at this. Let me tell you, if I was Jack Greenley, I'd retire. I wouldn't retire. I would. I'd tell him so. This is what I would do if I were Jack Grealish. At some point, they're going to have to put him on. At yes. some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to have to put him on. I would set the world afire. Right? Mm. I would. I, I'd get that ball and do what I do best at. Absolutely. Run with it. Yeah, yeah. Run with it. He's not playing for Manchester City. He's playing for England. Mm. That's what I would do. Do you know right? what I would do if I was and Jack Grealish? I'd play I would do. for myself. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, that's what it's myself. Do. That's what I'm just telling you. And I'll be greedy. Ball, yeah. ball, ball. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. And if it helps us win that World Cup, then I will tell me. I will express myself to the public. What none of y'all know what goes off in the dressing room. None of you. Mm. I keep telling you all that. No, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, Alan and myself, we've been saying it for a while about Jack. Jack's just got to be greedy and play for himself. Uh, Harry Kane came out, didn't he, and said, you know, the, the the player I like to play with is Jack Grealish. He finds me. Anybody with half a football brain understands that Grealish is a central midfield player. He's not a winger. He can find players between the lines. He can take players on. He can make things happen. He's the most creative player. But unfortunately, we've got a prat who's an English manager, Southgate, and I've been calling for him to get the sack for years. The bloke's an idiot, and he's playing against Wales, who are absolutely shite. And he's got two old midfield players in Bellingham. Not creative enough, not ex- not exciting enough. England is the same this, disease. I wrote about this the other day. What he does when he plays square and sideways. Exactly. Only. It gives the opposition time to set. Of course it does. There's no tempo. Right? It gives the opposition time to set. Mm. I played in the 70s up to the mid-80s. Yeah. Right? And if we had a play, if we were playing against, uh, and I played with Jack Charles, Cluffy, Doherty, McMahon, if mm. we had a play, what were coming towards our back four, our midfield players, the forward, centre forward, we'd say, let him do that. That's where we want him. We don't want him going in behind or getting in and around the box, not looking for free kicks, mm. but looking to cause us problems, being able to turn. Where does Harry Kane go? 
It comes deeper and deeper. It comes into our own half. Manchester City. Because you've got that type of play, what keeps the ball. England don't have the players to keep the ball. No, and when I say keep the ball, it's not keep the ball slow side forwards. You know, it's having play with the tempo to look forward, turn out, Absolutely. getting behind. Absolutely. Watch it. And people think that you're just having to go at the manager. He picks the team. Yeah. It is, again, it's his philosophy. I didn't realise until I started doing the podcast with you and Alan how important, I knew it was important as as a manager, but I didn't realise how important, how important that philosophy is. And if I was a player, I'd be looking, I ain't playing for him, I ain't playing for him, I ain't playing for him. It's a waste of time. What he would want me to do isn't what I want to do. And and we've said this about, about Jack. Jack, you've got to get on there. You've got to be greedy. You've got to play for yourself. And you've got to stick your two fingers up at Southgate because the bloke's an absolute clown. And and England have not progressed. England cannot progress under this buffoon of a manager because he's... It's not just him. Last time when we had an English manager, we kept Venables. Absolutely. 100%. The right, only decent to... manager in my lifetime. Yes, we're at home, but Southgate has had the luck to get two semi-finals. Well, it's two semi-finals and a final. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's had a free ride. Football, none of them. No. I'll tell you Fluffy, none of you will ever know how brilliant he was. Mm. They had five world-class players or top, top, top-class players, right? Frank Black. Wouldn't have got in any European Championship team. Uh, Kenny Bird would, Lavi Lloyd would have probably would have as a young as a younger Lavi Lloyd at Liverpool. Yeah, he's only twenty three right. for England. That's yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, look at Robbo. None of the English coaches or British coaches would have picked him because Cluffy used to call him the little fat man on the left wing. Yeah, he'll destroy you. No, everybody else would have played him. I'm no. telling you, they would not have played him. The kid was at Forest. The guy who was at Forest, Brown, before Cluffy went there, mm. was, yeah, uh, was Alan Brown. He tried to put him in part exchange for Ronnie Glavin. Yeah. For Patrick Thistle. Mm. Fact. Fact that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Unbelievable, it, too. Incredible. It is it's incredible. It's so boring to watch. It's unreal. It is, absolutely. Magic moments, too. What have you sourced for us this week? We'll have it. We'll have a little bit of a moan about the World Cup in a short while. Moment games, but there's been I've seen about three great games, mate. But the other day I watched Serbia and um, Cameroon. Cameroon, Mm. and uh, there were three great, three great goals, four great goals in in that game, right? But I've got to go with the Brazilian, not because it was Brazilian, but the Charleston goal. Yeah. You know, an overrated kick and it absolutely sublime. It's not just the Brazilians can do it because everything's coming to him right. When it comes into your right, you can do it, can't you? He's been able to flick it up and volley it in. But uh, that, that that's my magic moment. With that Richarlison, I mean, I posted it up straight away. Wow. And then somebody did get back and say, his first touch was bloody awful. But he's, I mean, and, and then I said, yeah, but how, how delicious was the second touch? And I think I've watched it many times now. I don't know whether it was a bad first touch or whether he was setting himself to do that. But whatever way he approached it, it was a phenomenal strike, a wonderful goal. You watched it. If you watch it, I've right. seen it hundreds of times now. I think right. it's fantastic. 
what he's done is flicked it and mm. it looks as though he's in like a, a bomb loop. Yeah. Right? I'll give it to you. That is, is it that right? And it's landed. You know, if you, you know, if you miss it, that it doesn't go into position for him to volley it. Mm. I guarantee you that. Absolutely. Uh, Mbappe. I thought he's, he's braced the other night and the way that Mbappe has lit up the World Cup has been fantastic. It's the one what's going to cause more problems to anyone, isn't it? Oh, he? Ju- he just looks <laughs> just, different I class. mean, the old one about pace, but you have to have... A brain. You have to have the touch. Mm. We're gonna, the thing about football, have you got the brain? Yep. Have you got the touch? Yep. Right? Uh and have you got the uh, composure yep. on the ball? And he's got all them. Absolutely. But you know when you've got that pace like he's got, to run with the ball at pace and keep control of the ball like yeah. he's got. Now, does he do it all the time? No. But it frightens people to death because they don't know where to close him or not. That's the it's problem. It's to watch him play. And when he's on his day, you know, it's not impossible to stop because these ways and means to stop people. Right, it might not be dirty fouling, but it'd be body checking and yeah. that type of thing. But you know, I'm like you, it's a joy to watch. It sets it sets the game alight. Yeah, it is absolutely fantastic. And uh, the the other magic moment for me, <clears throat> oh England have just scored, great free kick by uh, by Rashford. Yeah. Phil Foden actually run at the defence, which is what you was. I've come into the bedroom to watch him. I've turned it down, so yeah. I've saw the run. I've 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 not um I've not got the sound on. I, I turn the sound down. I can't stand the commentators, and I don't like listening to these so-called pundits before, during, and after. I think they're all a bunch of idiots. So I just turn it all down and, and watch it for for what it is. But uh, Vincent, Ak- yeah, Akabuka or whatever his name was, that goal for for Cameroon against Serbia, the second goal, where he just the 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 linesman had got the flag up. And he's just dinks it over the goalkeeper. And I thought that is absolute nonchalance at its greatest. And uh, what a goal. So three phenomenal magic moments. Book Corner TC in association with myfootballbooks.com. Uh, Andy always sends us a recommendation. His recommendation this week is First Elevens by Andy Mitchell. And on this day, the 30th of November, 1872, it was the first ever international game between England and Scotland. And that book tells us all about that wonderful event. And now uh, the game uh, the game grew, shall we say. Goalkeeper should have saved that. Yeah, at international level. And without that first international level game, we wouldn't be watching the World Cup. But it all 2-0. But it all started, that was a great ball across and Foden got on the end of it. I mean, Wales are absolutely desperate, but but well done, England. They've actually started going for it now. But, uh, yeah, um, the first 11 by Andy Mitchell, all about the first England versus Scotland game. The first international, 30th of November, 1872. You don't remember that too, do you? I played in it. <laughs> you could have played for both. <laughs> 2-0. Yeah, 2-0. It's game over now. Pardon. Yeah, great. It was a, a, fa- a fantastic ball across. I'm not sure who, who made the pass, but it was a great ball across. And uh, like many goals, I mean, look at the way the Welsh are playing. Absolutely awful. Uh, it looked like it's Harry Kane. 
yeah, Kane across and uh, and Foden. But uh, how, I mean, how bad are the Welsh? That they, they, they are a very very poor side. Um, first time for I think sixty four years, and the way that they've been playing, I think it'll be the last time for another sixty four years. It's unbelievable. Awful, just awful defending, or you know, awful, awful play. But yeah, England versus Scotland, and I do believe next year they're they're playing a commemorative game, aren't they, of that first international game? Uh, and, and it would be nice to annually have that game back, England versus Scotland. I know we got the home internationals. We used to have the home internationals against the Welsh and against the Northern Ireland, but it, it was always the England and Scotland game that that caught the eye. And and two evenly matched sides because I know there's not, you know, a great number of people that that are that are born in Scotland as. Wales and Northern Ireland as well, but Scotland have always had a culture of playing football, whereas Wales and, and, and arguably Northern Ireland or Ireland, Gaelic football and rugby, but Scotland's always been a fantastic football nation. Sorry, Gabby. Just yeah. watching free kick there. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Go on to that again. No, I was just saying that, you know, the Scots have always had their, um, that pedigree of football, whereas the Welsh, it's always been really rugby and Ireland, the Gaelic game. Yeah, their, game, yeah, their game's been rugby. Yeah. The thing with, with Scotland, when you look at Scotland now, they haven't produced the Sooners as the Dow Gleeds, the Jimmy Johnsons. Yeah. It's under, it's under the top, top players Scotland produced mm. over the years. But they've not done. They've not produced it because our coaching's not been. The British coaching's been poor. Yeah. For years. But again, these natural-born, talented players, like Jimmy Johnson, like Jim Baxter, like Dennis Law, like yep. these fantastic players that Scotland produced in the sixties and the early seventies. That wasn't down to coaching. That was just down to natural raw ability, getting the getting the football out. You know, and playing yeah, man- football play- anywhere. Managers that players play in those days. Yeah, of course they did. Now, what they do, they work on the defense. I will say, if people like Manchester City, even though they win more games than not, yeah, it's still difficult for them because they get everybody behind the ball. I remember about three years ago, yeah. two, no, four years ago, something like that, on Huddersfield, right? I don't think they got out away from the the. Um, Penalty area of their half yeah. when they were playing Manchester City, because all they would do, uh, all they would do, what well, get the ball. Some people there, they would just boot it long. Mm. So they never came up to press Manchester City. So it's, it is difficult to break down teams. What's well compact and um, uh, and determined to, to not to conceive areas. What's going to ca- cause them a problem? But eventually they get tired. And the better teams go on to win the game. And the, so defensively wise, the better. Because in my day, what they would do, they would kick. So people like George Best would get act down. Odie would tell you, it's a, it's not a different game. It's a different philosophy and, yeah. it, on, on how to play the game. Absolutely. And if teams are going to sit deep like that, it's vital to get players that can run or at players. Yeah, make make something happen. Draw a player out of position, and 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 then 
you know, make the play. If you're just going to be passing sideways and backwards, then nothing is going to happen when teams sit in that that solid line, that back line, and just say, come and break us down. It's all my, and, and that's what England versus Wales was tonight, that first half. It was like attack versus defence. But early doors, second half, Phil Foden got the ball, run at the line, got a free kick. England scored, opens the game up, and bang, it's 2-0. And that's what the game's all about. What, that's what Jack's got to do. So, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go past people. Give me the ball, and that's what he's got to do. Because Southgate will not pick him. He will no not way. pick him. Picking Henderson, he's going to pick a Bellingham. £100 million. Pounds. We'll make him the greatest player in the world, but £100 million pounds for Jack. Mm. We've got a 17, how old is it, Bellingham? 17-year-old pick before Jack. Yeah. But Bellingham, Bellingham, has, Bellingham has got a fantastic PR company working for him. He's got an even better PR company than COVID. I just heard Gary Lineker. It was, I mean, I was almost like laughing. Um, and and he he was drawing a comparison between Joe Bellingham and Duncan Edwards. I've heard absolute. I, I can't listen anymore to these clowns Gary, talk football. Did Gary Lineker see Duncan Edwards? No, of course he never. When? Linick is younger than me, by the way. And I never saw Duncan Edwards. Yeah. Right? I was born in 55. And they, uh, what, 58 or 56? When was it that plane crash? 58, 6th of February, 1958. Right. So 58, when Duncan Edwards yeah. died in a plane crash. Yeah. I'm 50, I'm, I was born in 55. Most of us haven't seen Duncan Edwards play, but, you know, the ones that did pass I'll it down and, and say what a great so football player he was. We'll well, that's what we'll get now for the next throughout the tournament till England get knocked out. Yeah, uh, Bellingham's the next Duncan Edwards. Yeah, absolutely. That's the narrative now that they're going to drive. It's incredible. Uh, but somebody who could drive, Diego Maradona, the boy, the rebel, the god, by Guillaume Balaguer. I have got this book. It's a wonderful book. It's about Diego Maradona and uh, what a player he was. Cool. Wasn't he? You know, uh, going back to that 1986 World it's Cup finals. There's two players could make a, make a ball do anything. Mm. Right? What I've seen this last few years, right? Which were Maradona and Ronaldinho. Yeah. George Best is the greatest player I've ever seen. Yeah. That's my opinion. It's only opinions, you know. Diego Maradona and uh, uh, Ronaldinho could make the ball do anything. Mm. Right? Uh, Whereas Ronaldo and um, Messi, the statistics are absolute. And I love them both. I love to watch them both play. But they were the ones. What, I mean, there you go, Maradona. The brutal tackles he, he took was unreal. Yes. And to win the World Cup with Argentina, they weren't the greatest team. That was, I think the 78 team was a better team altogether. And to pull Napoli, Napoli to win the Italian... Uh, what is it? To... Uh, Scudude, yeah, yeah, Scudetto. Scudetto. Yeah, Scudetto. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. So, yeah, it's what we met great players. How we met great players. I tell you, I'm midfield players. They're just box to box midfield players. I've just turned England over. I'm watching America now. He's brought on Calvin Phillips. Um, I'm played all season. Trent Alexander Arnold and, um, yeah, and Callum I've Wilson. I've got it on. Yeah, so I've, I've turned it over. I'm going to watch the American. The England game's dead now, anyhow. It's 2-0. So I'm going to watch uh, America. No, 
that they continue and, and can win uh, this game. Qualify, they'll then play on Saturday against Holland. And I think I think America can uh, cause an upset against Holland. I've not seen anything from Holland that suggests they're a better team than America. America are uh, very well coached uh, under Anthony Hudson and Alan Hudson and myself have been doing a Alan Hudson's World Cup Dorian. We're following the progresses of uh, of, of Team America. Uh, a lot of this young lad well, as well, said, Timothy Weyer. What a player he is. His dad was Georgie. Sorry, I said the both of us said that England and America would qualify on this. Listen, don't underestimate. Uh, I, I want America to do well because I'm for America at the moment in time. We all we all know what's happening in America and Woody and his lad. Mm. Uh, I'd like to see them progress as far as they can get, you know. And the, like you said, there's one thing about the Americans uh, for effort and 100%. And by the way, they play some decent footballers in America. Yeah, good. good yeah, the, the Dutch players. are capable, the Dutch are capable of, as, you, as we've known for years, you know, total football. They are capable of, mm. of producing that on a, on a certain game. Would you say, though, that the, this Dutch team is the worst Dutch team of your lifetime? Because I think it is the worst of mine. What the Dutch team is, technically, they're really good from defence to uh, forward. I don't yeah. think they've got anybody where Croy's initiative to create up front yeah. uh, or a Van, Van Batsen uh, or a Van Nisselrooy. They haven't got any... They haven't got... Or a, Vampire. We have, they, they've got a decent team, I think, but they just haven't got anything up front. Yeah, that's my opinion of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it'd be a good game: America versus Holland. If it stays the way that it's going, England look as though we're going to qualify as uh, top side, and America look as though they are going to qualify in second place. Therefore, England will play Senegal. Uh, 7 o'clock on Sunday and America will play Holland 3 o'clock on Saturday. So, good luck America. Good luck Anthony Hudson. And, um, yeah, Diego Maradona. I remember 1986. I mean, when you look at football players that have made a difference in World Cups, Diego almost single-handedly won the World Cup for Argentina. I couldn't even tell you another Argentinian team uh, player in that World Cup. Could you say? No, no. I mean, he, the guy was just unbelievable. When you watch him just doing warm-ups in, for yeah. games, yeah, you just, you'd pay just to watch that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would do. I mean, I'm looking at this. We're 2-0 up. Where's, what, a, what a great time to, to fetch Jack on in midfield. He's a claim. So I've, I've turned him off. I can't stand safe, guy. I, I don't want to get into all argument because I don't want to watch England. I want to watch him do. I, I'm watching it because I want to watch Fodden turned on the magic. Yeah, but yeah. now we're to put Jack in there into midfield and say, right, go and, go and express yourself. You know, if a bit of Southgate said to him, go and express yourself, we'd see a different Jack Grealish. You would do, but Southgate ain't never going to say that. What, he... what you don't understand, Gabby, and I mean this, mm. none of you understand it. You all talk about, you know, in that dressing room, this is what you said, Puffy used to say to me, go and play. Yeah. Jack would say to me, don't come out, don't come out, off why I want you to stay there. Yeah. People think that I didn't listen. It's a load of shit. I promise you all. Mm. I took it in. The problem was your brain's telling you something to do something. Yeah. And then you, you, what the other the other little uh, reaction you get in is what the manager tells you. Mm. And then you think, shall I do that? Shall I? And 
And once you clear your head and say, no, that's what I'm going to do. If I play, I'll play. If I don't play, but because you might as well play doing something, right, that you want to do, than playing how a manager wants to do and not getting picked. Absolutely. Tony Curry told me that. His you know, biggest regret of his career was uh, was doing what Reevee wanted him to do when he played his only game for, for Don Reevee. Uh, England beat Switzerland. I think it was 2-0. We beat Switzerland away. And uh, he wanted him to work harder. He wanted more work rate. So Tony Curry did. He went into areas that he wouldn't necessarily go. He was disappointed with his game. He never played again. So you're, you're better off doing your own thing. And if they don't want to pick you, then they don't want to pick you. But managers like that won't pick players. I mean, he, you know, he, he, he nails his, his colours to the mast. He takes off Declan Rice and he puts on another oldie midfield player in uh, in Calvin Phillips and he comes all this crap about minutes and stuff and what have you and red zones, amber zones, green zones. I, I just absolutely give up with the modern game. I really do. But uh, Diego Maradona and the goal that I loved in 1986 was the goal that he scored against Mexico. He scored great goal against England. Of course he did. But uh, that goal he scored, I think it might have been quarterfinals or no semi semi final I think it was against Belgium when he scored and he was wheeling away and anybody else they would have fallen over but his balance it was almost as though he didn't want to fall over because it spoiled the goal and it would have certainly spoiled his goal celebrations. Yeah. He got the balance. You know when you got that type of balance yeah. it's not true into it, you know. Absolutely. And 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 again the greatest player of my uh, lifetime. Dr. Socrates by Adam Downey, another player that played uh, at the highest level, captain of Brazil um, in 1982. Although they probably had two captains, mind you, they had a number of captains, didn't they? In 1982, they had the great Socrates Jr. was there, Edair was there, arguably one of the greatest teams not to win the World Cup. Zico was there? Yeah, absolutely. But the, the doctor... Um, and he was a doctor of philosophy, wasn't he, Socrates? SRB Media. 